that feels like a puzzle. You really want to put all the pieces together. If you're just doing backlinks and you're not optimizing your website, you're not going to rank for the right keywords. Or if you're just optimizing your website and you're not building backlinks, you're not going to rank because Google's not going to trust you. Welcome to the Authentically Successful Show. I'm Carol Schultz, founder and CEO of Vertical Elevation, a talent equity and leadership coaching and advisory firm. We partner with founders and CEOs to create talent-centric organizations, either where they don't currently exist or rebuild companies into talent-centric organizations. We are committed to supporting your vision and values by creating healthy, successful companies, leveraging the best talent, retention, development, and succession strategies. Listen at the end of the show for information about becoming my next guest on one of the most important podcasts for building thriving companies. Here we go. And joining me today is Brandon Leibowitz, owner of SEO Optimizers, a digital marketing company that focuses on helping small and medium-sized businesses get more online traffic, which in turn converts into clients, sales, leads, et cetera. Brandon, I'm glad to have you here today. Uh, you know, SEO is one of these things that it seems like everyone is doing um, and everybody has their own gimmick on on how to get it done. You've been at this since 2007. What's the real problem that you're solving? Because there's so many other companies in this industry as well. I mean, the main problem is helping people get more traffic and helping them not spend money on paid ads by using search engine optimization. I mean, that's right. the overall goal, but a lot of people are just not doing it properly, which are not really building the right backlinks because backlinks are what ranks websites without backlinks. Google's right. not going to You can make a perfectly optimized website, put all the keywords everywhere, make it load quickly, do right. all the technical stuff, but without those clickable links from other websites pointing to yours, Google's just not going to trust you and not going to give you those rankings. So it's interesting because I have actually somebody who does that for me. Um, how long does it typically take, you know, to get into, because it takes, it seems to take a long time to get into the high, the high enough rankings, you know, to get onto page one, let's say of a Google search. How long does it typically take, take you all to do that for, for your clients? Uh, it just varies depending on the competitors of those keywords. That's really what matters because we're not trying to be Google. It'd be great if we could figure out Google's algorithm, but they change every single day. Yeah, right, so right. what matters is who's on that first page of Google, how much uh -huh. SEO have they done, and uh -huh. how can we do a better job of it? So go into Google, spy on your competitors, and see how many backlinks they have versus you, and figure out what the disconnect is and how to get you to the level that they're at, because backlinks are what ranks websites. And if you only have five backlinks and your competitors have 5,000, it's going to take a right. long time to get there. But if you have five backlinks and your competitors have 50 backlinks, it wouldn't take as long. But it really comes down to the competitiveness of those keywords and how many backlinks mm -hmm. you have versus the competitors. But on average, it takes six months, but sometimes it could take a couple months. Sometimes it could take years to do it. Like if you're selling mm -hmm. T-shirts, there's a lot of competition <laughs> out there selling T-shirts. Right, right. So it really comes down to that. Like if you're selling t-shirts, then you're competing against Amazon and Walmart and Target and Kohl's and Nordstrom's mm -hmm. and all these big, big corporations. It's going to take a lot longer, but it, yeah, unfortunately it's not immediate. That's why a lot of people supplement it with paid ads while they're waiting for the SEO to kick in. But once mm -hmm. it kicks in, then you start getting that traffic for free. Right. And, and you know, what, what is your feeling about doing paid ads? 
No, paid ads definitely work. And just got to make sure you do or have a positive return on ad spend. If you're spending mm-hmm. money, more money than you're making, cut them out. But it just well, depends sure. on testing out different ad platforms. Like Google has a lot of different platforms that you could do ads on. You could do text-based ads. So when someone mm-hmm. searches on Google, ads mm-hmm. are at the top and you pay per click. Those are pretty expensive. Like for myself, I'm an SEO company. Those clicks mm-hmm. are $20 per click. So Ooh, those ones I try yeah. not to do, but I'll do other ads that Google owns, like YouTube. Google owns, and with YouTube, you get 30 seconds free ad space. So if somebody mm-hmm. watches your YouTube video ad for 29 seconds, skips it, you don't pay a penny. After 30 seconds, then you only pay like 10 cents a view or something like that. And that gives a lot more time for me to explain my services. It puts a face behind the company. It builds that trust because getting people to buy off you is tough. Getting people just to go to your website is tough. But once they get to your website, Mm -hmm. how do they trust you? So putting a face behind the company and writing different Mm -hmm. writing different types of ads. Like it's all about throwing everything against the wall and seeing what works, Mm -hmm. pushing more money into that, pulling money away from what's not working and just continuously tweaking and optimizing those ads. But if you're not making a positive return, then you gotta cut them out. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. But who actually watches an ad for 30 seconds? I mean, I know I don't. No, I get so, a lot of people that watch it. I mean, some people just leave YouTube on in the background while they're doing work or whatever they're doing and a video ad will pop up and they'll just let it play because they think it might be 10 seconds, 15 seconds and it just keeps going and going. But when I look right. at the analytics, I have my video ad for five minutes and I see a lot of people that watch it to five minutes, not everyone, but maybe like 30% of the people. So if you have a good compelling ad that's offering value, because I'm not just advertising mm-hmm. myself, I'm offering value. I'm giving you tips and advice and strategies Absolutely. about how yeah. to do that. That's the I mean, if you're just promoting yourself, you lost wow. people right yeah. away. You have to yeah. give back. The more you give back, the more people are going to be receptive to you and know that you are an industry leader and knowledgeable and could potentially help them out. Well, amen, amen, brother. That's all I have to say about that. I, you know, of course, you, you like me, and I, of course, constantly complain about this is, you know, the spam that I get on LinkedIn trying to sell me stuff. You know, I, 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 I is all those emails say. There's never, there's never, you know, what do they say? There's no, there's no team or there's no you and I, right? You know, they're, they're only worried about what they do and never worried about what I do, you know, mm-hmm. as a prospect, let's call it, right? Yeah. And that's the wrong way to do it. Because you got to right. offer value. I mean, I get those emails all the time. And the way they should do it is offer, I mean, some people offer something for free, like a free mm-hmm. class or something like that. But yep. most people are just spamming people saying, hey, send me a, or add me on your calendar. What's your email address? And it's like, why would I give you my yeah, email address? Uh, yeah. You're not giving me any value. But if you give them a, right. like a free course or something for free, like an ebook or some incentive, because if you're just yeah, asking, yeah, yeah. it's just like a website. You got to have a lead magnet to capture people's emails. If you're just saying mm-hmm. on your website, give me your email for my newsletter. No one's going to sign up for your newsletter. But if you have some incentives, like if you're an e-commerce website, you say first time purchases, get 15% off, give me your email address. Or if you're a service-based right. business, you could have like a free ebook or something right. to give out for free to generate those emails. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's certainly something that we do. Um, not the first, but the, but the latter. So, so you basically got your start right out of school, um, in SEO. How did that, how did that, you know, happen for you for a guy that, you know, got his, uh, got his degree in business marketing. Tell me a little bit about your journey to starting your own company. Yeah, no, right after I graduated from college, the first job I got was helping a company out doing their digital marketing. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't know much about it. Digital marketing. Right. They said, don't worry, we don't know much either. We're going to take you to classes and workshops and learn mm-hmm. alongside with you. And after working there for a few months, and this was back in 2007, I just realized everyone's probably going to have a website in the future. And there's a lot mm-hmm. of different ways to get traffic. Like mm-hmm. you mentioned, like paid ads, SEO, right. you could do email marketing, you could do social media. It all works to get traffic, but SEO is just a way to get free traffic. So I thought, why spend money on paid ads when you can get up there for free? So I focused on SEO and worked at different advertising agencies. And while I was working full time, I'd work on my own company before work uh, or after work on my lunch breaks mm-hmm. and built it up to where I was able to quit my job and focus solely on my company and been doing that but, ever but that's since. That's only been in about the last four years, correct? That you quit quit all these other jobs and, and really just focused on what you're doing now. Is that right? Yep. Because in the past, I would just pick up a freelance client here or there while I was working full time, mm-hmm. which I was happy to mm-hmm. work full time and then go to like mm-hmm. a local restaurant mm-hmm. and be like, hey, do you want to rank on Google? And I'd pick up like one or two clients, but I wasn't focused on building it up to quit my job until uh, like right. a few years ago. Just realized that hey, I'm able to get a bunch of clients off of this. I'm able to make more than I'm making at this full-time advertising agency job. Why don't I just focus mm-hmm. on this and really just put all my time and effort into that? Right. So is that when, you know, back when you left uh, Palisades Media and, you know, four years ago when you started uh, thinking about hiring people? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's when it, well, after doing it on my own for a year, sure. I realized working 12 hours a day is seven days a week Got is it. not sustainable. Mm-hmm. So probably need to get some help. Otherwise, I'm just going to work and work and work and got to have that work-life balance. Mm-hmm. So you have, you have, so in the last three years, you've, you've basically hired five, five people. You, I know you have a number, about 15 uh, or so freelance writers who are, you know, who are contract employees. With the five of your employees, are you finding that you're getting the growth that you desire, right? Yeah. I mean, it's helpful, but it's also finding the right employees because sometimes you have to train them and then that's right. that could take longer and doubles the work, but it's just finding good people that can help out. And that's definitely saved me a lot of time where I could stop working so much in the business and start working right. on growing and building it and working on, like we talked about, like creating some YouTube ads and things like that, where in the past, mm-hmm, I didn't really have mm-hmm. time to do all that stuff. But now I have a team, I'm mm-hmm. able to focus more on growing and mm-hmm. working not so much in the business. So... Yeah. Since, since you mentioned uh, your team, I usually save this for a little bit later on. Um, tell me a little bit about, you know, what is your strategy to, you know, hire and find people and retain them? I just kind of throw out ads everywhere, just like I do with my marketing. I try to get myself out there everywhere. So I look on mm-hmm. different places, not just looking at one place, I looked at like Craigslist, LinkedIn, and other type of job board sites and just kind of just filling it out, looking at people that are posting the resumes and also putting my own ads mm-hmm. out and trying mm-hmm. to just qualify people looking for who seems to know what they're doing and has experience versus in the past, I'd just find like when I first started hiring people, I was like, I'll train you, I'll help you out. But then I realized that takes up way too much time. So it's a lot more it does. valuable to find someone mm-hmm. that actually knows or has some experience yeah. versus trying to teach them, even though. I was like, hey, I'll show you how to do SEO step-by-step, step, but it just takes a lot of time and there's that learning curve. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and that may be something that's, you know, doable if you had, a, you know, a much larger company, right? You could have a, an area dedicated to training people who are just maybe coming out of school or something like that. Um, so, so what I'm hearing is, is what I refer to as the post and pray method of finding people, like hoping somebody finds you. So do you get lots of resumes? Are you spending, are you spending a lot of time, you know, going through resumes that aren't a fit? Have you ever considered actually going out and finding, headhunting people? Mm, yep. No, definitely. Get. Finding the people that you want to hire. Mm-hmm, yeah. No, definitely get too many responses, especially when you yeah, right. got, got a ton of responses where I just got to go through and weed through tons and tons of emails and just Mm-hmm. Hopefully find someone good without having to go through all of them because otherwise it'll just take too much time. But just trying to find a couple good ones and then reaching out to them, trying to jump on a call with them and just feeling it out, see what they know and actually talk to them. Mm. Has that been, do you feel like that's been an effective use of your time? Yeah, it takes a lot of time. So luckily I'm not doing so much anymore. So I have a little bit more free time, but right. if I was working 12 hours a day, then I could not be doing that anymore. No way. But, yeah. 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 So what would you say, let, let's talk about, you know, as I mentioned, the, the competitive nature of your business brand, and it's a highly competitive business. What, you know, what has you, what, if anything, has you standing out, you know, from all the rest of the zillion people doing what you're doing? Backlinks are the number one ranking factor right, for Google. So mm-hmm. making sure that you mm-hmm. build good quality backlinks because right. you build the wrong type of backlinks. Instead of ranking higher, you actually drop down. And a lot of companies mm. that do SEO for some reason don't build backlinks or they'll build low quality backlinks. Yeah. And it's all about in the past, it was the more backlinks you had, the higher you'd rank. And the backlink is just a clickable link from another website that points to yours. So if you're reading an article right. on the latimes.com and it says Brandon Leibowitz and you click on it, I'd be getting a backlink from the LA Times. So finding sites that are right. relevant and authoritative, those are the two really main factors when building backlinks is not just getting any random website to link to you, but Someone that's relevant. Like if you're a mechanic and you're getting a restaurant to give you a backlink, like that doesn't really make sense. Like why? Like who cares? Right. Yeah. Right. So how do you, so how do you, how do you manage to get the backlinks that are the, that are, you know, the ones that you want to get? I mean, there's a few different ways to do it. First, Mm -hmm. I would look at your competitors, spy on the competition, see who's on that first page of Google, look at all their backlinks and then go after the quality ones. Not going after all of them, but focus on the quality. Because if they're on that first page of Google, it's more than likely because of those backlinks. So looking at all those backlinks. And then from there, there's only so many you get from your competitors because maybe they mm-hmm. got a backlink from 10 years ago. You're going to reach out to that right. site. They're probably not going to get back to you or it's not going really to be easy to reach out to them. So you have to build new ones. Right. And ways to build new ones. I mean, a safe way is blogging on other people's websites. So finding websites that are niche related. So not just any random website, but finding websites mm-hmm. that are related to what you're doing and offer them a free blog post, essentially. So instead of blogging on your own website, you would give them right. a blog post. Well, you would make sure you write it to their standards, make sure it fits their audience. And yeah, it's really just offering value, offering something that's high quality and informative, not promotional, never promotional, because mm-hmm. once it's promotional, it becomes an advertisement and nobody wants to read that or exactly. post that yeah. or they'll charge you. So finding niche related sites and just offering that free value you could also do like press releases or do podcasts or do interviews or 
get on like local directories if you're a local business, getting on like the right. yellow pages, MapQuest, Google Maps, Apple Maps, Bing Maps, all those different ones right. if you're a local business. But it's just trying to find websites that are related to what you're doing because it's not really one size fits all. Every business is going to be different. So it's slightly different than strategy, but overall relevancy and authoritativeness are the two big factors. Right. So, um, you know, especially now that you've been in the business full time on your own for about the last, or, you know, on away from doing other work for the last four years, um, what impact would you say you've had on your industry to date? Definitely been doing it since 2007. So got in early and been right. just been trying to offer a lot of free value. I mean, offering a lot of classes for free and have a lot of tutorials out there that kind of show you how to do SEO step-by-step. Step. Just going on YouTube, searching my name. You can find all my classes I've done in the past up there for free. So just trying to offer that value Great. and give back and been doing it for a while. So just trying to help other people out and spread that knowledge and essentially try to steer them in the right direction because you never know what's going to work or what's not going to work with SEO. And there's a lot of misinformation about SEO or strategies that used to work but no longer work because right. it changes every single day. So it's just trying to stay up to date with all those changes. It can be a little tricky, but. Interesting. So what would you say are the biggest challenges you're facing uh, in your industry? And are your competitors facing the same challenge? Probably trying to stay up to date with all the changes, but also a big part of Google's algorithm is user experience. So I could get you all this traffic to your website. I could rank you for your keywords, but if people go to your website and then leave immediately. That's a bad user experience. And that stuff where I work with web developers and try to help them out, but there's a lot of variables now that go into SEO that's not just do an SEO mm-hmm. to rank you, but once you've done the SEO, then Google also looks at how people behave on their website. Mm-hmm. Do they stay mm-hmm. on your website? Do they leave immediately? There's all these other variables, but also just trying to stay up to date with all the changes that Google's doing. Like they're constantly changing, but for the most part, they're just trying to clean up spam. That's all they're doing is people find ways to game the system, build backlinks that are low quality or write content that's not really written by people or duplicate content. And Google is just trying to clean that up. So as long as you do everything accordingly to Google Webmaster Guidelines, they'll tell you what they're looking for and what they're not looking for. And as long as you're not doing anything shady, you don't really have to worry too much about the updates. Interesting. So tell me, I mean, obviously you find your clients as you do for other people, right? So, you know, who, who is your let's call it customer avatar. Who is your prospect? Well, anyone with a business that has a viable product or service. So the main thing is if you're just selling like something really generic, like t-shirts, it's going to be really, really tough. So finding that niche thing about it, because some people come to me and they're just selling something really broad. I'm just like this, it's doable. It's just going to take a couple of years. And I don't know if you want to invest that much time and effort when there's other strategies that could potentially get you up there a little bit quicker, like social you're selling like t-shirts, SEO is going to be really, really tough, but social media is a little bit easier to break through and gain some traction. But it's all about just trying to know your audience and trying to figure out who's best suited. But you know, my potential is, or customer is just anyone that has a viable product or service and a website. If you don't have a website, then yeah. you got to build a website. And I have web developers that can help out with that, but that's not really what I focus on. That's not right. Not in your wheelhouse. Well, and and again, you make a really good point, right? You know, um, I always say work in your own genius. Stop trying to do stuff that you shouldn't be doing. Right. You know, the the old jack of all trades, master of none. Mm -hmm. 
Right. So, you know, I think it's really important for any leader to, you know, stay within what they can do. And if it's something they can't do, make a recommendation to it, to, you know, make a referral. Right. Um, you know, so that's, that's kind of where my feeling is on that. And it sounds like you, you know, you're certainly aligned with that. What do you see? (laughs) I think I can predict the answer to this, but what do you see your clients wasting time and money on when they come to you? Just depends what they've done in the past, but if they're doing SEO, usually either they're not getting any backlinks or they're getting the wrong type of backlinks. Right. Or if they're, yeah, I mean, those are kind of the main things. It's, it usually comes down to these backlinks and the on page SEO, like making sure the website's optimized with the right keywords in the right places, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. usually they'll do some of that, but there's places that are missing or not properly optimized. Mm-hmm. So it's going in, cleaning up the coding, but the more importantly is, fixing and getting good quality backlinks. That's number one with Google. Right, right. You mentioned uh, early on, Brandon, the competitiveness of keywords. How do, you, how do you determine that for your clients? You know, what are the right keywords to be using? I mean, do you just go to that first page and see what other people are using? Yeah, that's a good way to start is go into Google, okay. search for your keywords. And if it's a big, it's a bunch of corporate websites, then... I mean, unless you're a big corporation, then you might want to be like, all right, maybe let me skip these keywords. But if you see it's a bunch of small, medium-sized businesses and you're a small or medium-sized business, then go for those keywords. But it's all about really just going to Google, mm. spying on the competitors, but also you want to do keyword research and figure out how many people actually search for those keywords every single month. So what I do is make a list of all these different keywords that you want to rank for and throw them into the Google Keyword Planner. It's a free tool from Google. And you can just put one keyword in there and it'll show you hundreds or probably a thousand keywords related to that, synonyms, plurals, mm-hmm. other variations of it. And then you could go through and one by one look for keywords that have high search volume. And then I search that keyword in Google to see who's on that first page of Google. Because just because it has a bunch of search volume, it might be very competitive. Mm-hmm. So you usually want to go after more what are called long tail keywords, keywords that are two or more words. The more words mm-hmm. in the keyword, the less people are using it, but the more intent behind it, like going back to like t-shirts. If you want to rank for the word t-shirts, what does that mean? Everybody, like, yeah. Anything. But if you rank for the keyword women's t-shirts, purple, Long size, medium. cotton, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they're ready to make that purchase. They know what Got they're it. looking for. They have that intent. So going even it. though that one might only have 20 people searching for it a month, those 20 people want to make that purchase. So finding, mm-hmm. even though it's not the highest search volume, it's also that intent behind it. Got it. So, um, you mentioned Google Keyword Planner, which is, of course, you know, this is not my, my wheelhouse. So it's something I'm not familiar with, but is that, is that similar to like Arefs or some of these other platforms that I'm sure you're familiar with? Yeah. So the Google Keyword Planner is a free tool from Google that is really for paid ads. And it shows you how many people Mm. search for a keyword, how competitive it is for paid ads, not for SEO. And it also shows you how much the cost per click is if you want to run paid ads. Okay, that's, so that's for thing, paid ads only. Mm-hmm. But the main thing is we want to look at the search volume because it shows you how many people search for that keyword every single month. And all those third-party tools that you mentioned, like Ahrefs, Moz, SEMrush, they all pull their data right. from the Google Keyword Planner. And they just make it look prettier, <laughs> but essentially they're yeah. just taking all the data from the Google Keyword Planner and making it into a more presentable way. But the Keyword Planner going to show you a wealth of information that those other tools aren't going to show you. They're going to show you a ton of other stuff, these third-party mm-hmm. tools, but Google Keyword Planner shows you keywords related to it. 
And that's where you can just Got sort it. through all these other keywords and try mm-hmm. to really hone in. But if you want to spend money on those paid tools, go for it. Definitely. They're helpful because they do a lot of other stuff besides keyword research. But if you're just on a budget and starting out, Keyword Planner from Google, it's free and from Google. Right. That's fantastic. What would you say is the most outdated advice in your industry, Brandon? Probably, I'd say just ways to build backlinks. People build backlinks in really spammy ways, like commenting on blogs or doing yeah, directory <laughs> listings or it's like a website. So yeah. like, here, submit your website here for free and you'll get a backlink. Yeah. But are those sites really the best? And they're not really relevant. Right. So it all yeah. comes down to relevancy. If you're just on a website that's generic and about every topic, that doesn't mm-hmm. help out Google. The Google's just like, all right, right, we don't understand what you're about. We need other websites mm-hmm. that are related to you to link to you because that mm-hmm. really helps out. And also content. A lot of people are just writing low quality content or copying content from one page to another. And that's duplicate content. And Google wants original content. They don't want content that's been published on another website or another page mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that's not a good user experience. If you're searching on Google, like let's say you have a flat tire, you search how to change my flat tire for my car and the same 10 articles appear on that first page of Google, you're gonna be like, uh-huh. this does not help out. It's not a good user experience. Or you're gonna be like, I'm going on Bing or Yahoo or DuckDuckGo or some other search engine. Yeah, interesting. Uh so where you know you're out you're out on the west coast in california um where are your employees are they strewn about yeah nowadays yeah they're all over so especially Mm -hmm. yeah with everything that's been going on nowadays it's just like all right as long as you have access to the computer and internet and you know what you're doing then we could work together i mean for my business i don't have overhead i don't have a warehouse or inventory it's just all digital online so right no 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 i get that so tell me about your culture and how you're able to manage a culture with, you know, fully remote people. I mean, do you bring everybody together periodically to, you know, press the flesh, so to speak? Yeah, try to have meetings with everyone and try to get other people's or everyone just working together. So it's not just siloed off and everyone's just working on their own thing and right. trying to build a more cohesive company or a team and just have everyone together, yeah. even though it's kind of tough, like virtual meetings or virtual. Yeah happy hours, stuff like that, that people are doing. I haven't really done anything like that, but potentially I think would be good. I mean, it'd be good to do some like bonding exercises and experiences, but just mm-hmm. not too sure how to do them online. Used to do them in person at my old companies. Well, right. And so I guess it's just trying to adapt and shift, but definitely connecting with everyone with one another, not having everyone just doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's why I say, have you, you know, are you, are you making the time to like fly everybody in or to someplace so you can actually get together a couple of times a year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't done that yet, but that would be definitely something to do in mm-hmm. the future. Yeah. Well, especially from a, from a, you know, I would say from partly from a retention standpoint, right. And and from a cultural standpoint, it really helps to, you know, to build that culture better when you can actually meet the human being that you're working with. Not on a screen, right? Mm -hmm. No, I definitely agree. The screens are a little tough and we're all kind of getting used to them, but it's much better in person. It makes things a lot easier. Yeah, I agree. So as you said, you know, you've, you've got a lot, you know, you're not working those 12 hour days anymore. Um, and it has freed you up to do a lot of other things. So what does your day to day look like as a leader, Brandon? Waking up and just jumping on computer, catching up on the emails and work and connecting with everyone. And then working for a couple hours, take a break, go out, maybe go down to the beach because I live pretty close to the beach and Mm -hmm. then come back home. Well, I'll eat lunch, go out, 
come back, have dinner, and then probably do some more work at night. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, because everyone's on different time zones. So trying to connect yeah. with everyone. Sometimes it's the morning, mm-hmm. midday, afternoon, and then yep. I'll have meetings spread throughout there. Sometimes just depends. Every day is going to be a little yeah. different, but always doing some work in the morning and then mm-hmm. in the evening and try to get that work-life balance, right? Could have some time yeah. with myself in the afternoon. Yeah. Well, and I think that, you know, you're, that, you know, what I'm, a lot of what I'm hearing from you is I think what's happening with a lot of companies that were in person, right? And went remote, um, which is, you know, gone or the, you know, eight to four, eight to five dis- day, right? You, you know, it's, if you're, if, if you're in your, office all day, which, you know, I've been working from home for almost 21 years. Um, you know, sometimes I do, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, make an appointment in the middle of the day. Don't do it often because, you know, there's, you know, I can't, I can't leave here without it taking at least two hours. Right. So I don't want to be out of my office every day for two hours, but you know, maybe once a week I'm happy to do it. Or, you know, I go down and go out and play with the dog or work in my garden for 20 minutes or something like that, just to get away from my desk for a little bit. Right. And I think that, you know, with a work from home thing has really allowed people, um, you know, to be able to take that time and not think about, you know, sort of clocking in and clocking out at a certain time. Right. Yeah. No, it's definitely giving people a lot more free time back because Especially around LA, commuting. Well, sure. Could take an hour, hour and a half each way just to get like 30 miles. So that's a big part of it is not staying in that traffic anymore and getting your a lot of time back, essentially. Is mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Uh, where do you see yourself investing in resources for growth here over the next year, Brandon? Oh, just hiring more and investing more in some paid ads or remarketing ads. So anyone that goes to your website and doesn't do a specific conversion action, like if you go on Amazon, you look at a product and you don't buy it, ads follow you around. So investing more in that and just trying to grow the business other any other way I could think of. But there's not much to really grow the business other than doing more SEO and running paid ads, doing some social. But I feel like SEO and paid ads are more in line. People aren't really going on Facebook looking for an SEO company. Some people are, but... Most people are just going there to vouch that I'm a real business and make sure there's a face behind the company. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Um, is there anything that we haven't talked about that I haven't asked you that I've missed that you want to throw out there and talk about? We covered the majority of the more important aspects of SEO. It's those backlinks, having good quality backlinks and right. having good content on your website is what mm-hmm. Google wants to see and they reward you for that. So as long as you do the right things and be patient, unfortunately, it's not immediate. SEO does take time, like no, we were well, talking about earlier. Yeah, sure. It could take a couple months, it could take years, depending on how competitive it is. But as long as you're making positive traction and you're moving up, that's all that matters. Just be patient. In the don't rankings. get discouraged if right. you don't see those immediate results and keep working at it and you'll get the traffic that you're looking for as long as you build the right backlinks and have good quality content. So if there's somebody listening to this, to this podcast, um, that's saying, Oh, this is a really interesting company. I like, you know, I like what they're doing. Um, you know, he's doing, he's doing something. He clearly knows what he's doing and, and doing something that uh, is a little bit distinct, distinct from all these other SEO companies out there. And they're thinking, I'd like to work for this guy or like to investigate working for, for, um, SEO optimizers. How, uh, how do you suggest they get a hold of you? Yeah. So everyone that's listening. I create a special gift for them if they go to my website, seooptimizers.com. That's S-E-O-O-P-T, 
M-I-Z-E-R-S.com forward slash gift. And they can find that there along with a bunch of classes I've done over the years if they want to learn more step-by-step how to do SEO. Mm-hmm. And also if they want to mm-hmm. put some time on my calendar for a free website analysis, happy to check mm-hmm. it out from an SEO point of view and let them mm-hmm. know what's working, what's not working and how to get them to the level that they want to be at. And they can book some time on my calendar there as well. That's fantastic. There's actually one question I did neglect to ask before we, before we sign off. Um, what's your financial model for customers? Um, usually, well, with SEO, it's the backlinks that are continuous. So it's not just build a bunch of backlinks and you're done. It's continuously building more backlinks. So it's monthly. I mean, people could do a la carte if they want to just do one thing or another, but SEO is like a puzzle. Yeah. You really want to put right. all the pieces together. If you're just doing mm-hmm. backlinks and you're not optimizing your website, you're not going to rank mm-hmm. for the right keywords. Or if you're just optimizing your website and you're not building backlinks, you're not going to rank because Google's right. not going to trust you. So it's right. usually monthly. It just depends on how competitive that industry is. That shows me how many backlinks I need to build for you. And the more backlinks we need to build, the more... The more expensive it's it is. Got cost, it. Essentially, because I have to pay writers and bloggers and all these fixed mm-hmm. costs with the backlinks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Do you have any kind of a range for anybody listening? That, that one you know, would be may- best just to book some time because it, it varies it. so much depending on the competitiveness yeah. of those keywords and, and how much SEO has been done to your website. If you've already done a bunch of web SEO, then it's going to be a lot quicker versus if, you, if you're a brand new company, you're starting from scratch, it's going to take a lot longer just because Google, Google doesn't trust you. If you've been around for 10 years and you've only built five backlinks, that's good because Google sees you've been around for 10 years. You don't have many backlinks, mm-hmm. but you have that age, that old historical trust that Google's going to be like, all right, we see you've been around. You haven't been changing your website to like a pharmaceutical or pornography website. Because that's what Google worries <laughs> right. about is a lot of people will rank websites. I mean, not a lot of people, but people have done this in the past where they'll rank a website for, let's say, like Italian food in Los Angeles. And then once they rank for that keyword, they'll flip it from being a restaurant to like pornography site or pharmaceutical site. And Google doesn't want that. So Google just does not trust anyone that's why it takes so long is because Google's just like, we don't believe you. Wow. We see these other websites that have been here for years. We trust them. And why mm-hmm. would we want to trust you? And getting that trust is just, it's really tough. Yeah, that's really interesting. Well, yeah, Google, it's like, it's like, it's very complicated. That's for sure. And, you know, as you had said earlier on, you know, they, they, they keep making changes, right? So it's like, you constantly have to kind of catch up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and, and there is no that. constant. It's always evolving and changing with Google or with exactly. digital in general. Social media, TikTok, right. all these new sites emerge. Mm-hmm. Instagram adds new features to compete with TikTok, and it's constantly changing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's really interesting. Well, Brandon Leibowitz, um, owner of SEO Optimizers, I appreciate you taking the time. This has been, this has been an education. I think you're the first person in a year and a half that I've interviewed that's, you know, strictly focused on SEO optimization. And I think that that's, you know, this is, this is a puzzle that everyone is trying to figure out, right? Every business, you know, needs that. How do you, you know, how do you get ranked on that page one of Google? So I appreciate your time. Thanks for being with me. Yeah. Thanks for having me on today. Thank you for listening to Authentically Successful. If you are a successful founder or CEO who would like to be on this program, please visit verticalelevation.com slash podcast slash apply. If you learned something from this interview and it made a difference, please share it on LinkedIn or Twitter. You can also do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend. And if you know of someone who would be a great guest, tag them on LinkedIn or Twitter to let them know about the show and include the hashtag 
authentically successful. I love seeing your posts and great suggestions. Lastly, we are regularly putting out new episodes and content. And to make sure you don't miss any episodes, please subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, go to our website, verticalelevation.com, or follow me on LinkedIn. This is Carol Schultz. Thanks again for listening and see you next time.